Today, we're slipping thousands of miles away to the middle of the Pacific Ocean to explore life on the Cook Islands. When I first got into this business, we were still using HF radio. Um, if those who remember HF radio, it was uh, push to talk, you said over after every, every sentence you uttered. We used satellites to connect the Cook Islands in 1980, so satellite has been part of our journey of connecting the Cook Islands with the rest of the world. But living in paradise has certainly brought about many challenges. The, the landscape in the Pacific has changed a lot. A lot of the nations are actually getting undersea cable now, um, including the Cook Islands. But what that's done has actually heightened the digital divide. There's quite a gap between the haves and the have-nots. So what we're delivering with O3B Empower, we're bridging that digital divide. So how do you ensure nobody is left behind by poor access to government services, healthcare and online education? As SES prepares for the rollout of O3B Empower, our next generation MEO constellation, our podcast series continues to explore how connectivity is transforming businesses and lives by reaching parts of the world you'd never thought possible. Welcome to Satellite Stories from Rarotonga. I'm your host, Christina Smithmeyer. start with some context about the Cook Islands. There are 15 islands, with a population somewhere between 15 and 18,000. They're east of New Zealand and west of South America. Yet, they sit 11 hours behind London in their time zone. There's 240 square kilometres of land, about the same size as the UK. And 2 million square kilometres of sea, about the same size as Mexico. There are three languages spoken here, and tourism covers more than two-thirds of the country's economy. Hard to picture, right? But the stats don't tell you the whole picture. They don't mention the perfect beaches, deep jungles, and coral lagoons. They don't tell you about the wonderful people who live on the Cook Islands. And they don't reference their traditions, their fascinations with sports, their culture, Gosh, their passion. I'm honoured that on the next few episodes of our podcast series, I can give you an insight into all of that by sharing the stories of some of the islanders. Now, over the next five episodes, we'll be visiting the capital Rarotonga on the main island and take a flight out to the island of Atiu. We'll hear from students, teachers, families, government officials, engineers and sales managers. But first, we need to rewind the clock back by one whole decade. We need to set the scene of the role SES plays in the story of the Cook Islands connectivity and how we came to partner with a fantastic organization called Vodafone Cook Islands. To begin, I need to connect you to a man who knows the area, knows our partner, and knows the solution SES is offering. I'll let my colleague introduce himself.
Hi, I'm Alan Cheng. I'm the sales manager for the Pacific region at SES. And uh, I have the great pleasure of looking after some of the most wonderful customers uh, in the world. Um, you know, one of which is uh, Vodafone Cook Islands. So Vodafone Cook Islands uh, are a full service telco uh, in the nation of the Cook Islands. So uh, they provide um, voice, data uh, and mobile services for both residential customers, residential consumer, and all the way through to corporate enterprise and government. So the story with the Cook Islands actually began uh, over 10 years ago. A handful of businesses around Rarotonga were exposed to the market change in internet speeds this morning as Telecom launched its first O3B testing trial today. O3B's now been in test phase uh, during the month of December and we're closing in on the final stages of our... So back then testing. O3B Mio was and, um, just an idea and uh, we were preparing for launch and uh, we went out to the market and um, we were telling all the uh, operators in the region about what O3B Mio was going to be. And uh, the guys in the Cook Islands loved the idea. Uh, they signed up and actually became our very first O3B Mio customer. So is it a little bit faster? It's a lot faster. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's just, yeah, you can't describe how fast it is. So I'd have to say that's as good as what I used to get in Australia. You know, it was equal anyway. So they bought in early and they actually helped us along the way as well. It wasn't just a one-way thing where it was us selling to them. It was a real partnership. So they helped us when we did initial troubleshooting of the Constellation and helped us to get everything up and running very smoothly. Wow. Okay, we believe you, we believe you. It's been a, a fantastic trial so far. Our um, providers, O3B, have been working um, very intensely with our IT team here, uh, satellite team, to ensure that um, we get a really good um, test series run. And uh, all going well, we're looking forward to a full launch in the early, um, early months of... If we rewind the story back now over 10 years ago, the environment in the Pacific from a telecommunications perspective it wasn't the best. Um, the majority of the nations there could only get uh, access to the outside world via satellite connectivity and at the time there was only uh, geosynchronous satellite connectiv connectivity available. So what this meant for people residing in these nations was uh, a very limited access to the outside world because you'd have uh, in this situation with the Cook Islands, you know, um, just under 20,000 people and sharing uh, a very small internet connection, probably smaller than the one that, you know, you and I would have at home. So if you can imagine all these people sharing such a small link, then getting access to the outside world wasn't a very pleasant experience. And it was like that all throughout the Pacific. So when O3B Mio came on the scene, what we were able to deliver was uh, a multiple um, magnitude increase, a step up in connectivity, not only from a throughput and bandwidth perspective, but also from a latency perspective, going from uh, geostationary satellite connectivity at 700 milliseconds or so, back down to less than 150 milliseconds. So all of a sudden, we opened up these nations to the outside world. And what this meant for people you know, residing in these nations is um, a huge, I, I guess, benefit in terms of um, being able to access 
education, being access, access health, opening up the market to the outside world. So people who are um, making handicrafts from home could now actually market their wares overseas. And we're actually really proud to tell this particular story. But um, it, during this 10 years that we've um, had the Cook Islands as a customer, we've actually taken them from what the UN classifies as a developing nation into a developed nation. And we're really, really proud to have played a part in that. Fast forward 10 years and the landscape in the Pacific has changed a lot. Uh, there's been a, a huge rollout of undersea cable connectivity to a number of nations, including the Cook Islands. So what that means for the, the population in the Cook Islands is that uh, the main island of Rarotonga and also Adotaki have really good connectivity via undersea cable. But what that's done is actually create uh, even a larger digital divide between the haves and the have-nots. So what we've done with O3B Empower is we're actually bridging that digital divide and bringing the experience that people have on the mainland in the main populations and bringing that experience out to the outer islands. Now, to give you an idea of just the scale of some of these islands, uh, you know, the population of these islands might only be a couple of hundred people uh, on each island. So it's never going to be uh, commercially feasible to roll out uh, undersea fibre to some of these locations. But what we've been able to do with Empower is, like I said, is bring that excellent experience out into places that people never would have imagined before. At SES, what we do day in, day out, is to connect people. People that are in some of the most remote places in the world. And these people, unfortunately, don't have the experience that we can do in first world countries where there's really good connectivity. Uh, they're inhibited in, in terms of what they can do to access the outside world. So they can't get the quality of education. They can't get the quality of, of um, medical help, medical assistance um, that you, know, you and I can experience in uh, a first world nation. But it's really rewarding that what we do day in and day out is to go in and bring better experiences to people who uh, are you know, dealing with the tyranny of distance. So what we're able to do is change people's lives fundamentally through connectivity, you know, uh, opening up markets, um, providing socioeconomic benefits, you know, it's just the little things that you and I would take for granted, but can make the whole world of difference to people living in the, some of these remote places. And uh, getting access to education, you know, being able to, um, um, to uh, have a telehealth appointment and consult with a specialist that, uh, you know, necessarily isn't that expertise on, you know, within these nations. You know, these things fundamentally make a big difference to people's lives. What I would say is working with these guys has been really rewarding. And it's not just a one-way thing. It's been a fantastic partnership. 
That's a partnership that's based uh, on honesty, um, on transparency and trust and being there in tough times. And a partnership like this um, is kind of like a good friendship. You know, you need to be in touch with each other, know what's going on. And um, that's what we do here at SES. Our customers in the Pacific know we're there for them. Uh, it's not just the account managers, it's the customer service managers, uh, it's the sales engineers, it's everybody who deals with our customers, um, you know, from the CEO level all the way to the CTO and down. They know that they can get through to us, they can have meaningful conversations, they can reach us and have these discussions to help them resolve their issues at any time of the day or night. Our thanks to Alan for a brilliant setup of the landscape and history of this partnership. Perhaps now it's time we meet the people behind Vodafone Cook Islands. Let's begin with the man at the top, CEO Philip Henderson. In his interview, Philip digs into managing sovereignty, what that means to their government, and why a backup option is needed for a single cable connected country. We're a small telco located in the middle of the Pacific Ocean and we've been in operation for about 35 years. Our vision is to enrich our people through excellent communications, um, through the application of technology and service excellence to enrich our people's lives. Um, and this has been a mission for the last five years um, since Vodafone came into service. The Cook Islands as a country is dispersed over 2.2 million square kilometres of ocean. So we are widely dispersed with very few islands. Um, satellite is the most appropriate technology because it's a point-to-multi-point service um, and has been uh, available to us for, for the last 40 years that we've been in service. Um, cable systems in comparative are point-to-point. -point. They service one island, um, where satellite services multiple islands. Vodafone Cook Islands is a full service provider, so we provide everything from PSDN with telephone services, we're a mobile network operator, we provide IPTV services, and we provide a, a multiple, multiple of enterprise services to our corporate and government customers. Using SES Empower product means that we can continue to service the whole country. Additionally, we're going to roll out 4G capability to every citizen in the country. And that means that um, citizens in the Out Islands will get the same level of service that we enjoy currently here in Rautonga and Aotearoa. It means that government, the government network, government agents in all the Out Islands will connect to the government network system seamlessly. It means our customers will have access to uh, the banking systems. The Ministry of Education will be able to deliver virtual learning to all their students across the country, as well as the our Ministry of Health will enhance their service delivery capability. But that's the level of challenge we have. We're, we're connecting very small remote communities with the latest technology. We want to be the best in the cooks using the best technology. And that's our, that's our aim. And we, we expect to be able to be, deliver the best technology. And our satellite, satellite connectivity is part of that um, application suite that we have. The, the, the partnership with Vodafone Cook Islands and SES uh, has, is coming up for its 10-year anniversary. It's been a beneficial relationship over those 10 years. 
It hasn't been without its ups and downs, but the technology has adapted to our needs and the new Empower solution that we're, we're currently expecting to go live with, um, that's just another step up. Um, and, it, and it basically addresses a, a dedicated, a specific requirement we had for our national network is that we were able to trunk all the islands into a local gateway before we connected a submarine cable. That's a key requirement for national sovereignty, especially a data sovereignty. And right now the Empower product is the only satellite system that can deliver that service for us. You know, those values of connectivity, um, addressing the, the unconnected is all part of our, our daily challenge here with Vodafone Cook Islands. I, I suppose it goes without saying that digital inclusion is the only way you can take a nation forward together. Um, and having those remote communities connected, um, you close that digital gap or, or yeah, you close the digital gap um, through, the, through the appropriate connectivity. And, and that's what we're doing uh, in partnership with uh, SES. When you have better connectivity, um, you can actually start to distribute those rich services like uh, e-health, e-education, um, e-money, uh, what we call e-money, it's, it's the mobile wallet. It means you connect those unbanked citizens in, in the remote areas, you allow them to participate in the economy. And part of our strategy using our mobile money is to create a cashless economy in the outer islands because cash is very expensive to manage. So we're working with government uh, to, to create a cashless economy through digital money. What Empower enables us to do, being a single cable connected country, uh, which means that we have one cable, which is, is a, point of, a single point of failure. We are using uh, Empower as a part of our resilient architectural uh, design. Um, we have enough capacity on Empower to, to restore the country if we have a major cable break. We've had a number of examples in the Pacific in recent times where countries with a cable have been, like we've had a cable break and those countries have been cut off for three to four weeks. Just two weeks ago we had a case in Solomons where they had to scramble because they didn't have any backup. So we, we've, part of our architect design includes Empower as a core component of that design. So if we do have a cable break, there'll be a seamless cutover to um, satellite. There are a number of satellite technologies out there that can connect these remote communities. There's plenty of options out there. But the Empower Solutions enables us to manage it correctly. It enables us to maintain our sovereignty and the way we deliver the, the service and the, the way we design it. And from, from my perspective, the Empower solution is the only one that enables countries to do that. There's plenty of other satellite solutions that offer but they actually bypass and they create some, some level of cyber security risk where you don't have gateways in country. Whereas the Empower product that we're using um, ensures that we have the sovereignty of our control of our data at a national level. Vodafone Cook Islands had to grapple with the tyranny of distance for a long time, especially with our dispersed islands over, over a huge expanse of ocean. There's many countries that have that same challenge, that geographic challenge. And we found that um, the O3B, uh, the Empower product, it was one solution that enabled us to, to address that challenge. So, you know, we're, we're an example and we're happy to share those experiences with anybody else who, who has similar challenges. Um, you know, we've learnt a lot on our journey uh, and we're quite happy to share it. Next time, we're leaving behind the main island and heading to the island of Atu to hear exactly how 
O3B Empower will bridge the digital divide. So as part of the rollout of Empower, we're bringing connectivity to the outer islands. You know, all these guys, all these residents living on those islands are going to get the same experience as they, if they lived on the main island. Still to come, we've got students from the local school and a government official telling us the benefits of online education for the outer islands and the most rural communities. For me, it's personal because I was there building the first one. I built the terminals in the outer islands and I, I do enjoy uh, seeing the benefits it brings to the people uh, in the Cook Islands. I get to see that firsthand. Until then, visit SES.com to find out more about O3B Empower. I'll look forward to talking to you again soon.